Na 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 bat flag is gone. Goodbye. Na 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 bat flag. We bid you farewell, Batfleck. We We hardly knew ye. We hardly knew ye. God, for the better or worse, man. Yeah. So, uh, and a surprise to literally nobody, um, except for maybe stupid people, uh, because... we have been correct about this. Wow, we've for known it the whole time. Several weeks. Yeah, we have inside information. No, mm-hmm. not really. But I mean, come on. If you didn't I mean, see it was this so coming, obvious. yeah. If it, you didn't it, see this he, coming, once he was not uh, the director anymore, um, you know, and and he well, went into rehab. Yeah, and he had all these problems. You're like, okay, yeah. that's done. And then as soon as you saw that Henry Cavill was out, dude, he's out too. And I'll be honest, I thought even even when they announced that he wasn't going to be writing and directing anymore, I thought there was still a little bit of hope. Because at that point, we only had Batman versus Superman as a barometer of shit. We did not have Justice League. Yeah. But then once Justice League came out, then you were like... Yeah, and he was... You know, we always talk about it. He was really good in Batman versus Superman, right? He was a great Batman. And then in Justice League, he just phoned it in. And it was just a terrible movie. And, and, you know, it was ruined. Yeah, it was was so obvious. Uh, Ben Affleck... Goodbye. We hardly knew you as Batman, <laughs> even though you were Batman for the better part of a decade. And now <laughs> it's going to be so ridiculous to think about. Yeah. He was Batman in three different movies, right? So he was in bat. He was Batman in more movies than Michael Keaton. Wait, what was the? Oh, Suicide Squad. Suicide in the cameos, Squad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? oh, I forgot about that cameo. Okay. Yeah. I sort of blocked that movie out of my mouth. <laughs> Try to, you know. Yeah, uh, but um, so other rumors though that are floating around now. So now that it's officially announced that yeah, Batfleck is out, so officially out. So yeah, Matt Reeves has come out. Right, and it, it seems like things have started to like really, really hit the accelerator. Yeah, right. So Matt Reeves came out and he said, "Oh, they're giving us all this time." And then as soon as he said that, like all of these new announcements, now they have a release date. Like but now that, they have all these things that are going on. Classic DC when like he came out with that big thing, and it's like they're you know the studio's really giving us some time to like. You know, be creative and, and do what we want and really give us our time. Yeah, what a, what and a bunch of horseshit. The next day, uh, June 21st, 2021, Bat, uh, Batman gets released. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's like, um. So now okay. you're on the clock, buddy. Right. Like, <laughs> and so the other thing is, is that they they came out and said that it's no longer going to be called the Batman. It's right now, it's now just being known as Untitled Batman Movie. Right, which you know, whatever, it just doesn't have a title yet. <laughs> right, but. Uh, it keeps. I keep seeing it in the news referred to still as the Batman. Right. But I know officially that it's not called the Batman. It's not going to be called the Batman. Right. It's going to be called something else. I mean, you know what? I I I, I equate the the DC movie universe news to kind of like the Trump news cycle, where there's just <laughs> it's just an endless swirling of shit. Just an, that like it's hard to keep track of it all. Like you how know? do you know what's fake news? Yeah. How do you like, know what's not fake news? It's just nonstop nonsense. Yeah. Someone's gonna get something wrong at some point because it's just fucking all over the place. Yeah. You know, and you're gonna hear something that ends up being you know something that ends up being correct. Yeah. Right? And it's it, you know it's it's disappointing, right? Because the the release date is not until 2021. Right, yeah. so it's still it's still three years away, yeah. two years away, because and that's all, if it doesn't get delayed. Yeah, we've already been waiting for this movie for three years yeah. now, and now you have to wait another two more. And so the one thing that I'm really curious about too is what we touched on this a couple weeks ago. So is so now that it's Batfleck is out, it's a younger Batman. Right, is the Deathstroke angle just? Kaput? Yeah, like, is it gone? Is John Manganiello is, out of a job now? Like, like <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you talked about it in a previous episode, right? Yeah. You you talked about the the conspiracy theory about the the soft reboot yeah. of the DC universe, and I think that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, right. So with Joker being a standalone movie, right, and it's it's not going to tie into the extended universe. I think that what they're probably going to do is they're going to do all of these successful standalone movies and then do sort of like an Elseworlds or, or crossover yeah. event, right? Just like they did on Supergirl, Green Arrow, and Flash. And they have some kind of crossover event that brings all of the universes together. And you can do that because you're DC, and one of the best things that you do every day or, or um, every year, right, is when you have your Crisis on Infinite Earths storylines, yeah. you know? And, dude, and, and make, make no mistake, we talked about it too. There is, you have not heard a single shred of news about Wonder Woman 84 
since the announcement that it got pushed back from 2019 to 2020. Right. And I will right. bet you every ounce of money in my bank accounts that they are rewriting. They're, they're basically, they have enough time now to reshoot that entire movie. And yeah. I, I guarantee you that's more or less what they're doing. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I, I think that that's exactly what they're going to be doing. Um, and there was definitely, it, it, it seems like they have no idea yeah, what's no going on right clue. now. I mean, there's a lot of rumors that are coming out that while filming The Joker, they were rewriting the script yeah. in the in the trailer before they would go and shoot the scenes. Yep, right? exactly. They're literally rewriting the script as the show is being filmed, which right? is and really, as the movie is being filmed. Which is really interesting because like you hear stories about that, and more often than not, when you hear something like that on a movie set, it doesn't spell good news for the movie. No. But sometimes it, it it could be good. You know, maybe that they just, you know, they had a better idea. Maybe it was like something different. You know, like who knows? But generally speaking, when you're rewriting a movie as you're filming it. Right, right. You know, like scenes, individual scenes always get rewritten. Right. Lines get changed. That's right. that's normal. That's that's standard operating procedure. Right. But for the way Zazie beats, who who this is where we heard the news from when right. in, in the in the Hollywood reports, like yep. um, if that's actually true, you know, we don't know how to feel about that because, again, it could be really good yeah. or it could be fucking horrendous. And again, I mean, you know, we have a, a friend of ours who actually worked on the filming of yeah. the movie and he was very positive about it. He said that everyone was very positive. Everyone had good spirits. It seems like it's going to be a great movie, right? We, we've seen a lot of, like... Um, of, of clips that have gotten leaked, right? Of them filming different scenes yep. throughout New York City, right? And it looks, it looks like it's going to be really cool. It's gonna, it looks like it's going to be like a fantastic movie. It looks like it's going to have a lot of people peeing on subway cars. Also, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I think with this now untitled Batman movie, right, and one of the directions that I would love to see them go, right, and uh, what a coincidence because it was actually Kevin Smith who came out and said it. Um, uh, was that it would make a billion dollars is if they would make the turn and they would do a Batman Beyond movie, right? <sighs> do a Batman Beyond movie, bring in bring in Michael Keaton as Batman to be the guy in the chair, right? And you bring in a new actor to be Terry McGinnis, and then you could do this awesome movie where you don't have to do a year one, it doesn't have to tie into the DCEU, it can be a standalone movie, you get to introduce a new character, and you get to have an old character come back, and you get to be able to do a fresh, new, creative story that you can own, right, and do, do, do this whole new thing, and, and then eventually, because it's in the future, then you just tie it into, you just tie it into the the main universe again. Walter, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're just an asshole. <laughs> I, I I agree. I think that's like the best idea ever. But DC's never going to do it. They're just not that smart. They are not that smart to do something like that. And I I don't know, man. I I think that with Shazam coming out, I think that with with. Everything that's happened, right? I think they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna make the turn. I don't know. We'll see. Not. I, I think I will give you that they will make the turn eventually. But there is no way that this movie that Matt Reeves is working on is going to be a <laughs> it's Batman, be Beyond, Batman movie. Beyond. No way. It's just not possible. Oh uh, well. I would it, love to see heard, it. Heard and, it here first, yeah, guys. Yeah. On Ready Set Review, right? <laughs> Here's my prediction: Batman Beyond, Michael Keaton as Batman, one <laughs> billion dollars in the box office. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, at 100 percent would make it, that uh, money, like without question. Everybody would love it. But I mean, like, how how could you how could that literally be right in front of your face? Michael Keaton would probably drop everything in his entire life to be Batman again. Oh yeah, 100%. right to be Bruce Wayne again, yeah. and. Arguably, well, arguably has this, especially when it comes to nostalgia, like all of us, like that's the, we grew up with him. I, more people will think when you say the name Batman and think of actors who played Batman, more people are going to say Michael Keaton than Ben Affleck. Oh, and definitely. Ben Affleck was in three movies as Batman yeah. and Michael Keaton was only in two. The only people that will say Ben Affleck are DC fanboys. Right, exactly. Because they're idiots. Yeah, they exactly. Don't, they're just but, idiots. You know, 10 years from now, nobody's going to care, right? No, the, yeah. Ben Affleck is going to be like Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Nobody's going to care about them yeah. being, being Batman. And not for nothing, Val Kilmer was slightly underrated as Batman. I, I enjoy I'm one of the few people that actually for the most part enjoyed Batman oh my forever. God, that movie. For the most part. <laughs> that movie had so much potential and it just fell so flat. Yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, awesome. Yeah. Great job. 
awesome, right? I see, and I, and I why, like why why make Tommy Lee Jones two face? See, I liked him as when you had Billy Dee Williams, who was okay. Harvey Dent in the first two movies or the fair. first movie. Okay, right? fair. Who's I, a great actor? Yeah. You could have just bring. Bring Billy D. Williams back into into Batman, being into Batman uh, forever, and and it would have been awesome. They, they, they didn't have enough Colt forty five for him on the set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sitting here looking in the studio with the Colt forty five uh, advertisement that Billy D. Williams did from like the early nineties and late eighties, <laughs> and it's and it's just brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant, man. Marketing, oh man, it's so good. But yes, I actually like Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever because it was he like a, he was it okay. was very over the top. And very yeah. cheeky, and, and the, it complimented. And the reason why I liked it, it, so if it was just Tommy Lee Jones, I think it would have been awful. But yeah. because he complimented Jim Carrey's Riddler so well, yes, I thought that's what what made yeah. it good. Yeah, I, and I think I think that uh, Val Kilmer made a great Bruce Wayne, but he made a terrible Batman. Yeah. It's the classic complex. And and Chris O'Donnell was just not. No. he was not good. He was and, not good as as Robin. And George Clooney though made a awful. Bruce Wayne and Batman. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, everything just everything about that movie was awful. <laughs> was Let's just... kick some ice. <laughs> hey everybody, <laughs> chill. Oh, the free the ice puns were so good in that movie. That that's a movie you watch where you just you just, you just want to get drunk and you just want something stupid oh, to laugh at. It's Dude, great. That movie is great. Man, it's that, great. That a fantastic <laughs> movie. You know, actually, we didn't even introduce this properly. We're actually um, recording live here today. Um, or I guess recording today. Yeah, not, not really, really live, live. right? Yeah. <laughs> but we're we're recording today from a shared universe podcast studio uh, here in uh, Eatontown, New Jersey. Um, really, really excited to be back in this studio. It's such a cool element. Right, it's it's it feels like being in the estate, right? Except yeah. it's just larger. It's just right? larger, it's just larger yeah. and it's just like more more in depth. Wait, did you hear that? Oh, I thought I heard Wait. a third voice. Is there is there is there a third voice? Oh my god, is that <laughs> is that friend of the show, Jackie? I hear. <laughs> What's up, true reviewers? <laughs> yes, she got it. We, we have our uh, our podcast intern here today as well, <laughs> as in the studio, making sure she's actually. Uh, monitoring the big board and she's going to be able to uh, so we actually know what we're talking about today so we can actually live and look things up when we go off on the ridiculous tangents that we always do exactly well actually you know what <laughs> let, let, let's put our let's put our media intern to work because we did want to talk about this wonderful local thing happening in asbury park oh yeah 100 um, so so if you're if you're from the area i'm sure you are familiar with both uh the asbury park brewery and the stone pony yep so news came out a couple weeks ago that Asbury Park Brewery is making a, a special beer just for the Stone Pony. Um, I think they're calling it Stone Pony 45 to celebrate the uh, 45th anniversary of the Stone Pony. And uh, even if you're not from the area, you probably have at least heard of the Stone Pony, especially yeah. if you're any kind of Bruce Springsteen fan because yeah. that's where you know he famously I mean, got his start. It's and- it's the CBGB of, of, uh, of New Jersey. Right, it's, yeah, it's really is. It's yeah. it. There's been a ton of great musical acts that are always there. Right, we saw the Struts there just uh, this past yep. summer, which was amazing. We're going um, tonight. Yeah, we're going. We're going tonight to go to the Stone Pony again. Uh, we're gonna go see uh, uh, somebody. An old actually, friend. Yeah, an old friend. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, uh, Doug McCoola is gonna be playing at the Stone Pony tonight, so we're gonna go and check out his show, which should be a should be a pretty exciting time. Yeah, shout out Doug. And, yeah, um, big shout out Doug McCoola. And you know, I, I would actually go so far as to say that since the CBGBs doesn't exist anymore, yeah, I would say the Stone Pony is just the CBGB of the East Coast uh, yeah, now, the Northeast now. Coast. Like, yeah. So it doesn't uh, doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, I'm, I mean, and that says something, right? That uh, Stone Pony outlasted CBGBs. Yeah, that's right, man. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so the, yeah, but a pr- pretty cool idea though. Asbury Park Brewery making a uh, a uh, a Stone Pony Forty Five. Yep, exactly. Right. Yeah, so, so let's pull up in the big board here. I want to see a little bit about the actual beer and what it is there. Different hop for oh, an American Lager, four point five percent. Okay, so something we can uh, you know sip on. Or drink a lot of. We're not gonna. We're gonna drink a lot of it. Well, they it? made it so you could casually drink throughout the show, and you're not wasted at the end. Uh, that's why it has four point five percent. That's why right. it has more hops. Yeah, yeah it, it does. It has hops. <laughs> it's citrus and fruity. Yeah. The, what is it? A sapphire hop? 
Yeah, see, I don't know what that means. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not I'm a, a beer snob. Yeah, so I'm, not a, no. I'm not a beer guy. You know, I just, my, I just want to drink the beer. Light all day. Yeah, Miller just, I just want to yeah. drink the beer. I don't even drink a lot of beer. You know, we're drinking, we're drinking Bullet Rye today, and yeah, usually buddy. it's just, uh, usually it's just tequila. Hell yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah. So I don't know. Uh, does it say when it's going to be available? It, it. It. They just debuted it last uh, weekend at the beer fest. to be available in December. December oh. 2020, that was in awesome. No, no, it's a, it's available. It's just, oh. yeah, it, they, they're going to, if oh, they run December out. Oh, December of last year. No, they debuted it last weekend in January. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. at the okay. Asbury Park Beer gotcha. Fest. Gotcha. Oh, nice. that, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. That makes oh, sense. I can't wait. Yeah. And then they have a limited supply, so you got to get your, well, your beer sense. now. Yeah, and yeah. and they, they're only doing it until December. Wow. Oh, it's a limited run. It's a limited oh. run. Gotcha. It's a limited gotcha. run. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I want to listen to it. Okay. I want to I want to listen to it. I want to drink it. I want to listen to it. I want to smell it. I want to cuddle it. Oh, right. I want to yeah. I want to I feel it on my skin. <laughs> no, but the best part about the beer is that they actually donate a part of their a percentage of their um their earnings to the Why Hunger charity. Oh, See, nice. How Asbury Park of them yeah, right, to, to donate Asbury. it to a charity. <laughs> That's why I absolutely love Asbury and Park. And I gotta say, I like the, we'll, we'll post a picture Great of this city. on our Instagram. We're looking at the can design right now. I love just the classic nature of the can design. It's obviously got the Stone Pony logo on it. 45 is in big letters, the white and the black. It's very simple, very almost retro. Yeah. I really like the design. Yeah, I like it too. It's, it's, it is very simplistic. Yeah. You know, it's very, um, yeah, I'd almost say hipster. Well, it is, you know, yeah. it is a microbrew, so. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to enjoy uh, not casually drinking this and uh, slugging it repeatedly <laughs> at the fucking <laughs> at the Stone Pony. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because we were just talking about the Colt 45 picture that is on the wall here, and this is the Pony 45, <laughs> right? So yes. you got the Colt 45, you got the Pony 45. Oh, my God, I right? love it. I love yeah, it. So, um, so speaking of music, we wanted yep. to talk a little bit, uh, some music news that came out this weekend. Oh, here we go. I don't know if you really call it news. <laughs> it's like... News from, like, yeah, uh, yeah. For the last 20, 30 years. Exactly. It's been going on for decades. Yeah. Um, so, for for whatever reason, Gene Simmons... Well, let's back up for a second. Just to remind everybody, Kiss, this month, actually, kicks off their uh, End of the Road tour, uh, it's the last tour ever that Kiss is going to be doing, and we've all heard this uh-huh. story. Yeah, we've all heard this story before. Yep. <laughs> They've done like seven farewell tours, yeah. but you it know. seems like almost uh, you know yeah. every couple of years, you yeah. know, to sell a few more tickets, they just do another fa- farewell tour. I mean, the fact of the matter is, guys, like let's be realistic. They're they're all pushing seventy. Some of them are over seventy at this point. Um, they they really can't be. And it's not like you know, it's not like the Rolling Stones when they just the Rolling Stones just get up there and, and play. You right. know, Kiss is right. still getting up there in their seven-inch platform heels. Yep. The makeup. The makeup. Some of them are wearing wigs. Yeah. They're still having the pieces of the stage get blown up around them. Like, they're still doing the same show they've been doing for the last 30, uh, 45, Floating over the audience, years. you know, yeah, exactly. while playing bass, you know? So it, it takes a bit of a toll compared to other uh, more aging musicians. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. neither here nor there, but... so in It classic- is still... It's an unbelievable show, oh, though. Yeah. Like, that's the best thing about KISS, yeah. is that you go and see a KISS concert... It's it's just it's it's entertaining. It's a show. Yeah. It's it's so much more than just awesome rock and roll music. I myself already have four different sets of tickets for shows <laughs> this year. Are you going to see them in Madison Square Garden? MSG, Barclays Center, Prudential Center, and Wells Fargo in Philly. Nice. Yeah, wow. I can't wait. Go. And the best part about it is both they they're coming in like. Uh, pairs almost. So the MSG and Wells Fargo show are two days apart in March, and the Barclays Center and Prudential Center show are also two days apart in August. Wow. So it's going to be great. Right around the time of my birthday, so a friend of the show, Jackie, can buy me uh, birthday presents. <laughs> uh, it's, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, see, everybody loves hints, right? That's everybody, right. Just, just tell me what to buy you. Just tell, Very tell easy. Me. Sprinkle those hints. Except for I lost the tickets. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Actually, tell that story, Jackie. Oh, God, you yeah. lost, so you lost the kiss tickets. Don't they email you like a QR code, right? Like losing tickets seems so 1990s. There's like a well, movie about this. <laughs> well, he, he wanted paper tickets, which who doesn't uh, right, want the paper right. tickets? Yeah, of course, no of course. mobile tickets. Right. They said they were going to ship them okay. back in December. Okay. I faintly remember getting them in the mail. And now I do not remember where and, I put them. And now you just have no idea where they are. No went clue. To. Not okay. sure what to do now. This is so classic friend of the show, Jackie. Oh, yeah. Way, way to go, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, big well, fail, big fail. The good news is you have until August to find them. Exactly. So yeah. Get on it. Yeah. Um, so back to the news, though, about Gene and Ace. So this is classic Gene Simmons. I don't understand why he just, like, Gene Simmons is an asshole. We all know this. But for whatever reason, he keeps on feeling the need to, to just take shots at Ace and Peter constantly because every time they do an interview, which Gene and Paul are constantly doing, every time they do an interview, the, the interviewer always inevitably asks, what about Ace and Peter? Are they going to be on the tour? Are they going to pop up? Blah, 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 blah. And instead of just giving a simple yes, no, or maybe answer or something just neutral answer, Gene has to go out of his way to shit on specifically Ace, not always Peter, yeah, always shitting yeah. on Ace, yeah. always shitting on Ace. And listen, we all know the history here. Ace and Peter had drug and alcohol problems back in the 70s. It's one of the main reasons they left the band to yeah, begin but, with. But Ace is also the most talented one. Well, that's that goes without saying. Ace has yeah. always been and without will question. always be the coolest member yeah, of Kiss. And like, he's always and he's the most talented one, right? So yeah. you know. So so recently it came out, they were in an interview before the show kicked off, and the interviewer have asked about Ace and, and Peter because rumors have been swirling around that Ace and Peter are going to join, um, you know, on the tour for a little bit, some dates here and there, some right. guest spots. And make no mistake, no KISS fan has the perception that Ace and Peter are going to tour with KISS. We know right. that's not going to happen, but fans are expecting for the last ever tour for Ace and Peter to pop up here and there at a couple of the shows and play a few shows. And instead of just giving a neutral answer, Gene goes out of his way to just shit all over Ace freely about how he's been kicked out of the band three times, which is actually incorrect. He was kicked out twice. He quit, you know. He, he, <laughs> it's, it's like, Argu again, yeah. arguments. Like, oh, like, was he, did he quit? Did yeah. He, it's like, oh, it's you can't fire me. It's it, it's like it's just like when a couple breaks up. Oh, no, he didn't break up with me. It was a mutual thing. Exactly. Or, or I broke up with him, you know. It's it, the same it, thing with Sammy Hagar and Van Halen. Like, yeah. He didn't fire me, I quit. No, we yeah, fired him. No, exactly. I quit. Like, like, who the fuck knows? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. It doesn't matter. Ace has been. No sober for 12 years now so there's like no ground for Gene to call out his substance abuse anymore because it's been an issue and to be fair if, if anyone uh, I'm a little bit more of a Kiss fan than most the last time Ace fell off the wagon yeah. he didn't fall off the wagon for like seven years he fell off the wagon for a couple of months right. after he played ironically he played with a super group Slash and uh, Tommy Lee right. um, and Scott Ian from yep. Anthrax during yep. the VH1 Rock Honors where they were honoring awesome. Kiss yeah. awesome Awesome. Ace so came cool. out. It was, it was the such coolest a, thing. Yeah, it was such a cool concert. It was fucking incredible. Rob yeah. Zombie was singing. Like, it was amazing. Ace came yeah. out and played God of Thunder with that yep. super group. Yeah. And, and Ace talks about it in his book, actually. It's a cool story. And Slash has gone on record saying he felt pretty shitty about it because he didn't realize that Ace was sober at that point. And he, like, sort of talked him into having a drink to celebrate the show they had just yeah. done. And then Ace, you know, had a few drinks, but he didn't fall off the wagon for a very long time. He got right back on. He's been sober for like 12 years now. Yeah, there it's you go. Right, it's been you know, a very long time. As long as, you know, you, you know, every, look, everybody's going to fall. You know, the, the important part is, you know, just making sure you can pick yourself back up, which Get he obviously has proven that he can do. Yeah, and I feel you bad know? for Paul Stanley, man, because if you watch these interviews, you see it's always Gene that starts it, going in on Ace and Peter. And if you look at Paul, Paul's sitting there and you can't really tell his expression because the makeup, but he's like, uh, I don't really want to fucking talk about this anymore. <laughs> like, can we change the subject, please? Like, See, and you know, and I think we've we've we may have uh, mentioned this on on a previous podcast as well. But I think that your idea for Kiss to actually bring on younger members of a band and pass the torch right onto pa or, or pass the face paint, so to speak, right onto a new band as Kiss. I think that would be the coolest thing. You've literally never seen it before, right? And I think it would be like the coolest thing in the world for them to bring up younger, um, you know, younger uh, musicians, bring them into the band and then pass the name over because obviously these guys, they're getting to the point where they're freaking too old to be able to still do this, right? But it's still cool, right? And then you can have the new band still doing the classic Kiss songs. Bailman said it best. It is not who I am underneath... That defines, but what I do, that defines me. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So <laughs> the principles to the prize. Right. They're fucking superheroes. Right. It doesn't matter who's under the face. One hundred percent. Like, and say what you will about a lot of a lot of Kiss fans complaining about the fact that uh, Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer. Uh, wear Ace and Peter's makeup, which I, I agree with that. I don't think they should have that makeup on. They should have come up with their own makeup. Shout it would out. Have been so much cooler. Shout out Tommy Thayer. You and I are Eskimo brothers, baby. 
Make sure you tell your girlfriend not to listen to this episode of the podcast. That is a fucking cool story, though. That is really awesome. <laughs> we'll get that to the, uh, another day. And Chris Jericho. <laughs> and, and Chris Jericho. You just made the list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. Yeah, but no, but, but really, but you're, you're, you're absolutely right, man. I, I think it kisses, but that's one of the things that makes kiss so great is that they can, in theory, live on forever. Like, right. it, 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 it can. Like, you know, right. so, and, but, you know, what? and, and, and it, for Gene, like Gene and Paul, if there's one thing the two of them love, it's making money. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for them to make continue making money off of Kiss until right. the day they die. Yeah, it, yeah, like, 100%. So why not do it? Right, so you don't even have to get on stage. You don't have to tour. Just take a percentage forever yeah. and you're, and then just have it like entrusted to your family so that when, yeah. God forbid, you know, the end comes, right? Oh, the end of the road. Yeah, the end of the old end of the road, right? <laughs> Which is... You know, staring at him in the face. Sure, <laughs> sure is, man. So, like, then, then your family is taken care of forever. Yeah, you know. So go, so go, go online and read some of this shit that's being that's been slinging back and forth because Ace Ace has said, "quote The gloves are off," um, oh. because he's Ace has always been the civil one in these things. He's always let these comments roll off his shoulder, but it sounds like he's had a he's had enough of it at this point because. As we said, Gene just for whatever reason can't fucking control himself and needs to like take shots at Ace for no reason. Um, and uh, hey, another fun fact: Peter Chris lives in Wall. Does he really? Yeah, I, I was didn't actually. Know he was, uh, he's a Jersey boy. I was talking to my guitar teacher the, uh, today actually, and he was talking about how apparently uh, he has like a Friday night routine, Peter Chris, where he goes mm-hmm. to this pizza shop in Wall. I forget the name of it, Vicks or Vinny's or something, some sort okay. of name, I don't know. Okay. Um, and he gets like pizza every <laughs> Friday night for his family. And I'm like, I'm seriously considering just staking this place out every right, just, Friday just night. To, just to catch Peter Chris. Yeah, well, because, you know, I mean, for those of you that don't know on the, the listeners Nobody out likes there, Peter Chris. Nobody's going to put uh, that much effort in. Listen, man, I am a drummer, and Peter Chris was a huge inspiration for me when I first started. You, I need, would, you need better inspirations. Man, I would, have, I would have a fucking huge drumstick boner if I got to meet Peter Chris. <laughs> Literally, you're just waiting outside of of the pizza place with two drumsticks in your hand and a magic marker, and man. you're like just just waiting for him to pass by. That is not beyond <laughs> me, man. I will do that. Just please uh, sign my drumstick. Yeah, yeah please, 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 please. Just sign my drumstick. <laughs> to be fair, I'll probably wait till it gets a little bit warmer out. So, uh-huh. so now there was an interesting uh, an interesting thought that you had when we were talking before the show. What if? What if this is all a publicity stunt? Right, you know, because because obviously it's it's well known now. Very similar to the nostalgia of Kiss is the nostalgia of Ace and Gene bickering back and forth and fighting like children. Is it kayfabe? Right. Is it kayfabe? <laughs> is it kayfabe? Right. Is it just is it just like a a, a publicity stunt to bring more tickets and and to sell more tickets at the, to this uh, farewell tour? I mean, and and I'll, and I'll say what I said before. Gene Simmons is two things. He's an asshole. But he is a marketing genius, and i i don't think I don't think you're that far off on that one. I, yeah. I think it's a strong possibility I mean, that it, Ace and Gene are in and on together. I mean, it could be at very least, you know, could be. Oh, <laughs> you know, another thing I just thought of. <clears throat> What's up? I actually found out a few weeks ago too that Ace recently um, he he let go uh, his old band that he had been touring with. Um, which included guys like Richie Scar. It was a great band. Yeah. Um, and he apparently hired Gene's old backing band to tour with him now. Oh, really? So I'm wondering okay. if Gene's a little. Uh, oh, is he bitter? Yeah, a little bitter about oh, that. I don't man. know. Oh man. Yeah, because a friend of mine went to the Kiss convention uh, that Ace was at, and he met him, and Ace was talking to him about how he how he's got Gene's band playing with him now. Wow. Instead of his old band and. Oh. I guess I guess I would be a little bit about num, like num, num, it's num, like num. it's like your your nemesis banging your ex girlfriend you know <laughs> it's like it's like, mother, like even though I'm not still with her motherfucker, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> oh man that's funny actually I don't know I, I just I just thought about yeah, that yeah that's really remember. cool yeah there probably is some animosity man, there knows? well you know spe- of speaking of animosity. Let's talk about Bill Maher for a second. Oh, here's yeah. This is a lot of animosity. This a- animosity. flaming sack of yeah. shit. Yeah. What a what a fucking douche nozzle. God. So, 
so let's go back to November for yeah. starters. So we talked when Stan Lee died in November. Yep. The day after Stan Lee died, Bill Maher put out a tweet that I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase because I don't have I don't have it in front of me. Our, our media intern is taking photos of us, so she can't pull it up on the big board right now. That's all right. Um, but it was something along the lines of yeah, media intern, get back to work. Yeah, get back to work, media <laughs> intern. Come on. The uh, it was something along the lines of the world is mourning the the passing of Stan Lee, yep. um, a man who uh, I guess inspired people to go see movies. Something along those lines. Yeah. And so... Like a real just douchey thing to say. Yeah. So comic book fans were up in arms about that because it was an obvious shot at Stan Lee. I don't, yeah. care, I don't care what you say, Bill Maher. That was a shot at Stan Lee because you're... To, to, however you feel about Stan Lee, to say something like that to, that completely disregards the way other people see him, yeah. like to not allow that opposing viewpoint, yeah. that just makes you, that's a clear shot at Stan Lee. And, and Stan Lee was, you know, like he was, look, he wasn't perfect. He was a normal person, right? He had his ups and downs. He did some things that were not the greatest. Can you can you not do that in the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> so My bad. He wasn't, uh, he was <laughs> <laughs> jeweling, like jeweling away. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, lost my train of thought. No, so Stanley wasn't a perfect person, right? But the thing that he was is he was the symbol for Marvel Comics, right? right? He was the figurehead for Marvel, right? And so, like, people associate uh, Marvel Comics with Stan Lee, and there was a lot of things that just remember. It, it brings you back to like a better time, so to speak, yeah. right? And like that the the goodness of life, right? When you were you know a kid, and the the you still had that you know kind of wonder in your eye about the world, and really didn't know it for the nitty gritty place that it is, right? Right, and so uh, uh, you know, so so for him to just come out and to try and 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 just take a, a cheap shot. I mean, that's literally yeah, what it was. It's just a ch total cheap shot. And, and a, a guy who had literally just passed away, right? And you know, yeah. come on. And and it's really annoying too because so we, so so this all resurfaced um, a couple of weeks ago because again you know these paparazzi people they they can't um, they can't help themselves when they see Bill Maher. He had a uh, on his show a couple uh, last week. He was talking about how people ask him, "Hey, Bill Maher, what about the Stan Lee thing? What about the Stan Lee thing?" And like. So there is no Stan Lee thing. It happened and it was over. But yeah. Bill Maher felt the need to to bring this back up on his show and went went on this like seven minute rant on his show last week about comic book fans and like trying to like you know say all the same dumb jokes that we've all heard before about comic fans. But the thing that I find interesting about his rant, if you listen to all six painfully stupid minutes of it. Yeah. When you get to the last three minutes of it, you find out that Bill Maher's issue is not actually with comic book fans. It's with millennials. Yeah. His, so he, he eventually, in his rant, he eventually abandons making fun of comic book fans, and he just straight up starts trashing millennials. And he's yeah. somehow drawing this parallel between millennials and comic book fans, which may be true. A lot of millennials are well, comic book fans. I mean, because most of the largest movies, the best producing movies right now, are all comic book movies. Yeah. So it's you like... Know? So what is his real issue here? What is the point of talking about this? Like, yeah, nobody it, cares, Bill Maher. Yeah, Shut the just, fuck up. It just seems sad and bitter because, like, you suck and your show sucks. Your opinion sucks. And, like, you're just a terrible human being. Yeah, because he, he – so he, he goes on to trash comic books and saying that they're not about, you know, they're not literary masterpieces. It's not real writing. It's not real literature. And it's like, Horseshit. okay, nobody's nobody's ever tried to, you know, uh, say that comic books are up there with, like, F. Scott Fitzgerald and stuff like no. that. But the fact of the matter is every single person – and this is no exaggeration – Every single person that I know and that I am friends with mm -hmm. learned how to read by reading comic books. Yeah. When you're a kid, that's the first thing, one of the first things that you 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 get when you're a kid, you know, yeah. is, is you get, a, a you know, you're given either by a gift or when you actually walk into a, a store and you get to buy a comic book. It's such like a good feeling, you know? Yeah. And to say that comic books are for kids, it's like, yeah, there was a time when... Comic it's, books were specifically made <laughs> just for kids. But, but he obviously time, doesn't read comic books because yeah, like, there's a whole bunch that I read that are not they're not appropriate for children at all. Yeah, that time <laughs> has passed. And even even if ju just ignoring the obvious Marvel and DC, the big two comics that are not for kids, there are 
hundreds upon hundreds of independent comic book publications that are 100% not made for kids. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. And what a narrow-minded perspective, right? Because even here in America, right, comic books are one way. But if you go into Japan... <laughs> if you go into, I'm sure that's exactly what our listeners want to hear. When you go into Japan, literally mangas are like a huge part of culture there, right? Huge. Kids read them, adults read them. There's some very adult things that are going in there, right? But like they're they're just like a huge part of the culture, and they have been for the last sixty years, just like they have been here in America, right? But it's 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 adults and kids read them alike, right? It's yeah. just as long as you you're if you are able to get your child to pick up a physical book and start reading, right? It, I think that is a huge win, no matter what way you get it. Yeah. And I had, you know, just not for nothing, when I was growing up and learning how to read from comic books, and I was with people that they were learning how to read from fucking Dr. Seuss books, guess who had the better vocabulary? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And yeah. the other thing I hated about his comments, the most recent ones he made, was he was trying to discredit the storytelling that happens in the comic book movies by talking about the, quote, glowy thing. He's like, right. every every movie is, oh, let's find the glowy thing. Person gets powers. Person learns how to use powers. Right. Find the glowy thing. Right. And if you, if you are any sort of student of literature as this Bill yeah. Maher claims that he apparently is, you know that in class, in, in any form of storytelling, whether it's comic books, movies, novels, podcasts, whatever your, your yeah. medium of storytelling is, yeah. there are seven, count them seven, classic literary plot device or plot arcs yep. that are the basis of 98% of every story that has ever been told. This is, yeah. this, and that's a fact. And there, mm -hmm. within that, there are character archetypes. I forget exactly how many there are. I think there's seven also. Yeah. There are character archetypes that fit into that storytelling. Now, how you def how you decide to tell your story? There are way there. You know, some people stick with just one plot arc. Some right. people combine them and they combine archetypes. That's how you tell their the story. But all of that is classic literary storytelling. Yep. You know, and like the the main so taking Marvel as an example and the glowy thing example that yeah, you use. That's the journey story arc of yeah. telling. You know, the journey. You're, you're trying to find something like that. The the, the quest that like, right. that's what you're trying to find like right. it's classic literature yeah every person that has ever written a story is using one of those story devices right and whether it's the 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 classic you know um the the quest or or treasure hunt story or if it's a hero story perfect yeah. see yeah way to way to go intern <laughs> yeah so the story so, arc yeah so i mean all of the story arcs right and and um look and the first thing when you type into google what is a plot arc Right? The first thing that comes up are famous comic book story arcs, right? That's the first thing that comes up That's cool. as soon as you Google it, right? So not not literature, not other things. The first thing that comes up, right? Because this is literature. And when you were talking before that that you wouldn't put uh comic books up against like F. Scott Fitzgerald, right? There are uh there are a few different comic books that I have read, right, that would go up against any of the best literature that's out there. Let's do that comparison we talked about. Okay. We talked about this earlier. This should be a fun game. Yeah, let's let's play a little game here. Is it comic books or is it literature? Yeah. Literature. So so we're going to we're going to play a little game here and I'm going to read an excerpt and Matt is going to read an excerpt and you have to decide is it comic book or is it literature. We're actually going to have we're going to have friend of the show Jackie decide first. Okay. So you can get a barometer to see. <laughs> <laughs> this will be great. All right, you go first, Anthony. Okay. November 22nd, 1992, or maybe it's the 23rd. Streets were littered with bodies, brains boiled over by grotesque nightmares of fictional invaders, and a clock had started over. We had a chance, but they blew it, all of them. The underdevelopers screamed to hear themselves, deafened in their echo, the chamber blooming, other side for what the... Ha Sorry, hold on. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, can we cut that part out? <laughs> Fix that in post. Anyway, so... Do you want me to read it? Nope. <laughs> Didn't we talk last week about how you no, can't really read? You listen to audiobooks? No, we're going to cut this out anyway. No, we're keeping it all in. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're keeping it all in. <laughs> the undeplorable <laughs> scream to hear themselves, deafened in their echo... Let's try one more time. Take uh, take three. Uh, 
It's this literature. Is, this is, no, because it looks like there's a comma, but there's no comma. This is gold. Is it literature? Right. This is gold. <laughs> the underplorables scream to hear themselves, deafened in their echo chamber, blaming the other side for what they have instead of who they are, right? The, their tolerance is a one-way street. I say literature. Maya, well, I'm not dumb. You gotta go both, both. Oh. Yeah, I got. We gotta, oh. we gotta compare. Oh, <laughs> this whole, this whole wow. segment is terrible. God, you're both this idiots. Is just, this is just going off the rails, man. man. <laughs> you will be required to do wrong, no matter where you go. It is the basic condition of life to be required to violate your own identity. At some time, every creature which lives must do so. It is the ultimate shadow, the defeat of creation. This is the curse at work, the curse that feeds on all life everywhere in the universe. So, so which, which was, was li- which? yeah, which was literature, which was comic book? Okay, Friend of the show, Jackie. The first one is literature, and the second one is comic book. Incorrect. <laughs> yeah, incorrect. Is it backwards? Incorrect. Yeah, all the way around. What I, I, I think it's the way that you said it though too. I the no, second no, one. no. Just because the I can way re- you were speaking. Just it because I can like read and book. he can't. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, um, that's, that's, that's 100%. true. So the <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like there was a comma. I couldn't. It, yeah. It's because it was a comic book, and it's like I'm like having trouble like so, reading and speaking and so hearing what, myself. So, so what I read. So, let, let, so let's tell let's tell them what we read though. So I read an excerpt from. Philip K. Dick's novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which, is, as everybody should know, is the novel that um, uh, Blade Runner was based on. Right. And Philip K. Dick is unquestionably a great American novelist. He's yeah. written a lot uh, of great yeah, novels. Without question. Without and question. you read an excerpt from? From, uh, it's called Doomsday Clock, and it was a DC comic story arc from uh, this past year, and that was the, the beginning three panels of, uh, of the, the story arc. Yep. So of the comic book, is it comics or is it literature? It's the same fucking thing. And the other thing we were talking about that I thought was interesting, you had a great point about uh, uh, in yeah. in, re- in relation to Bill Maher's comments about sports fans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to sports fans, sports fans are exactly the same way. They're as passionate, they're as crazy and into uh, sports as they are, uh, as comic book fans are, right? They cosplay, right? You you go to any football game, you see any football game on TV, you're going to see people with face paint, you're going to see the, the outfits, especially if it's a Raiders game. Man, they have, like, the Legion of Doom-style, like, shoulder pads, they've got the, the crazy, like, skull helmets and everything like that, yeah. the wild mohawk. Right, you know, and and you go to a comic con, you're gonna see the same thing. People are just dressing up as their favorite superheroes to try and uh, you know and live that life and to feel, you know, like like they embody what that superhero embodies. Yeah, and you want right? to talk and about what they stand for. And and, and Bill Maher <clears throat> keeps on making comments about you know adult children who read yeah. comics. You want to talk about children? Anthony and I both follow Barstool Sports on Instagram and Facebook yeah, and course. whatever. Of course, every single year. Without fail, when uh, when a playoff, when a team, whether it's football, baseball, whatever, when a team loses in the playoffs, Barstool Sports posts countless videos of people destroying their TVs, 100%. whether by throwing stuff or throwing. How are those people any different than the people that Bill Maher is trying to make fun of for reading comic books as an adult? Yeah, they're not. They're I've, not. I've never, I mean, I, I've never burned a comic book when I didn't like something that happened in the, you know, I didn't like the story arc, the way the, the, way the story ended. I've never burned a comic in effigy. Like, yeah. you know, like, come on. Yeah, I'm sorry you had a bad childhood, Bill Maher, and that you were probably toilet trained at gunpoint, right? So, <laughs> so like... Like, I'm sorry, but, like, <laughs> dude, don't take cheap shots at comic book fans. Yeah. We're much more creative than you are. Yeah, and, and just to reiterate, just in case you missed it when we first started this debate, Bill Maher's original tweet, even though he has denied it, was 100% a shot at Stan Lee. That was a shot at Stan Lee no matter any way you slice it. Like we said, to disregard what is known as his influence, whether you agree with how he influenced yep. people or not, yeah. to disregard that when you're making a comment about him, right. that's a shot at the individual. Right. Like, and it's I'm just sorry. So, it's so, and it's just, it, it's so pretentious. Yeah, so pretentious. Like, yeah, come on. So man. unnecessary. Yeah, whatever. And, you know, I mean, Bill I, Maher, I, you suck. You're not I never relevant. found, yeah, I never found Bill Maher to be funny to begin with, but now yeah. I just especially don't. The, the, I did like um, the movie that he did about uh, religion. What was it? Religulous? I, I did like that movie. Oh, I never actually saw that. Yeah, it was it was actually well done. Remember when he was in Iron Man 3? Oh, give, I, and I give credit where credit is due. Just because you're a jerk off and I hate most of the stuff that you do, I'll give you credit when you do something good, right? So, Religulous? As you should. Yeah, absolutely. Religulous? Good movie. Remember when he was in Iron Man 3? For someone that hates comic books so much, he was in Iron Man 3. 
He played himself in Iron Man was 3. Was he like a, really? He had a very small cameo, like, as himself, but he was in Iron Man 3. What a douchebag. Yeah. Pull it up on the big board, uh, uh, media intern. Go to IMDb. Yeah, IMDb. Put on I, put maybe on a, even YouTube. Yeah, go, go to Iron Man 3 and IMDb, and you will see Bill Maher listed in the cast. He plays himself. Iron Man is two, Iron Man is two words. <laughs> All right, Matt. Give her a break. Actually, actually, how am I supposed here. to know? Yeah. It's oh come on! The common. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You live with me. You should know yeah, exactly. these things. <laughs> what do you want? Go to the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Our, so, our, our intern doesn't spend a lot of time on IMDb like no, we do. It's okay. Keep on scrolling down. Scroll down. Keep on, come on, come on. You got it. Iron Man three got a seven point two on IMDb. Yeah. Iron Man 3 was not a good movie. Oh, don't you even start with me. <laughs> Do not. That's a, that's a whole episode of that debate. Oh, yeah, there he is. Look at it. Oh, you right stupid there. Face. I it bet you cast your check, didn't you? Oh, of course you, you cast did. your yeah. check for someone who doesn't like comic book fans. You, you yep. sure did cast a comic book check, didn't Bill you? Bill Maher as Bill Maher in Iron yeah. Man 3. What a douche nozzle. What a douche nozzle. Anyway, yeah. um, speaking of douche nozzles, uh, the Birds <laughs> of Prey teaser came out oh, uh, man. this week. Yeah. And uh, looks... I mean, it's a teaser. It it sure did come out this week. <laughs> it sure did. Um, I mean, it's like, who cares? I mean, who cares about this movie? I like, I care. I care. I, I will care more <laughs> once I know what it's about, what the plot is going to be. Like, obviously, it's going to be set in Gotham City. It's going to surround the, most of the female Gotham characters, right? You've got Huntress. You've got. Um, Cassandra Kane, who is Batgirl. You've got Harley Quinn, who's coming in there, right? Black Canary. Black randomly. Canary. Well, yeah, she's you know she's part of the yeah. the Birds of Prey. Okay. Right. But didn't they didn't they try and make this into a CW show? I you, no, there was a CW show called Birds of Prey. Um, or wait, was it Fox? There was, was a show. Fox? There was a show called Birds of Prey. It was actually quite a good show. It came out years ago. Yeah. Um. It was actually very good. It had a. Oh God, I'm never gonna forget who. It, I'm, I'm never gonna remember who it had in it. But maybe if our media intern can pull up right. Birds of Prey on IMDb. <laughs> Not the movie coming out. We want to look for the show. Yeah, you want to look for the um, show. It please. had the. I can picture. <laughs> I can. I can picture her face. She was an actress in one of the like the mid uh, the mid two thousands teen uh, movie. Uh, yeah. teen, oh like, wow, you know, 2002. Yeah, yeah so it, was right? a, it was a real long time yeah. ago. Let's see the cast. Scroll down. I want to see the. Uh, oh, Ash- Ashley Scott. Ashley Scott. Yeah, that's Ashley who I'm Scott. thinking of. Yeah, 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 that's who I'm thinking of. Um, but yeah, no, it was actually a very yeah. good show. It only went on for I think one season or, or one or two seasons. Um, it was actually quite a good show. Um, I think it was very underrated. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that show. Yeah, we're here to talk well, about. Well, I mean, this is actually. I mean, it's a pretty interesting cast. I've I've never seen this movie. I mean, Diana, uh, Diana Mayer. Mm, interesting. She played Barbara Gordon. I have to check that out. I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, no, it. it's definitely worth a watch. It was it was only one season. Though, I think right? one yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. definitely worth a watch. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll give you that. Um, and and this was before you know, like two thousand two. This was right when. X-Men and Spider-Man had just broke, so like comic book movies and shows were not what they right. are today, right. so it, it didn't have the same, you know, uh, uh, acclaim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it didn't uh, didn't grip people. But so this Birds of Prey teaser came out, and there's literally nothing more than a teaser. It's just some quick shots of the main characters. Yeah. And it's, and you know... And you can tell just by the title, very similar to the way that Suicide Squad was, it's all going to be about Harley Quinn, Ugh. right? Margot Robbie, no, and she was awesome. She was awesome. She was the, no, she was she, her and Ben Affleck as Batman were the two best parts of Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'll give you that. Right, like like Harley Quinn was the reason to go and see Suicide Squad. Yeah, right? no, like, you're right about that. And and so like I'm okay with it being all about her, right? But you gotta like I really hope they do the other characters well. Yeah, you're right you know? about that. Remember when you were Harley Quinn for Halloween? I do. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> impromptu, impromptu costume at the last impromptu minute. Costume. She was like, "How do I dress?" I'm like, "Just dress like a slut and paint face." That's pretty much what I did. I people disagree. were looking at me in the bar. Open-minded person. And let's you made not, me. Let's not the, shame people here. You made me the thing. I gave you. I made you a big hammer. Yeah, yeah. Like a the comic. Hammer. I made. It, right. I made her the comic. The comic hammer. hammer. Yeah, yeah like giant. Comic size. It was great. Giant yeah. hammer. <laughs> yeah, I think Harley Quinn was like one of the. 
Way to go, intern. (laughs) This this episode has gone off the rails. All of a sudden, we get into the big studio. This is great. It's supposed to be way better. It's supposed to be a more classy episode. And no, nope, just fails left and right. I I can't read. I'm stuttering through my words. I'm just an intern trying to work my way up. Hey, for the record... I've been just fine. Oh, you suck. You too. Nobody likes me. <laughs> I'm the professional here. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, just jeweling into the microphone. Yeah, real professional. There. I like the jewel. Fuck you. I like the jewel. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. Um, the best podcast in terms of movies, music, comics, and culture. Ready, set, review. <laughs> So while we're on the topic of the Birds of Prey teaser, I mean, there's not much more to talk about because it's just shots of, of, of the characters. and A teaser is literally the absolute best way to describe yeah. this. I mean, that's all that it is. Yeah. It was, hey, just so you guys know, this is a real thing that's coming out. It does make right? me wonder, though. Thing. It does make me wonder. The one question I have, especially with this teaser and the news now that uh, sh- uh, not Sean Gunn, James Gunn is going yes. to 100% officially write and direct the Suicide Squad 2 movie. Right, right. Um, with, with a, a mostly unique right. cast. Yep. So is, and, and, and with the Joker movie, are we also unofficially saying goodbye to Jared Leto as the Joker? Probably. I think so too. He didn't get, he didn't, uh, a lot of people didn't like him. I, I've come out and I've I've said many times that I actually was a fan. I was a fan that, too. That, that Jared Leto did, uh, did the Joker? Um, I, I thought it was a, a really cool, unique take on it. It was more of like that yeah. clown prince of crime. Um, I, I think that he did uh, the psychotic part, which was really scary, really well. I liked that he had his uh, his number two guy, who yep. was like really the the reason why everyone would follow him because they don't talk to the Joker. The Joker talks to this guy, and then they just deal with that guy, right? Exactly. So it's, it, it it makes sense why people would follow him, why he would be able to get a gang behind him. Right, so I actually liked his take on it, but um, yeah, I don't. And I thought I it was cool too. I don't think we'll see anybody from Suicide Squad ever again, except for Harley Quinn. Yeah, and I and I thought that the one thing I liked about his a lot of people when a lot of people shit on like because I mean, it's a terrible movie, but I yeah, did like really, his interpretation really of the Joker too because the Joker is one of those characters where he's been in comics for so long yep. and he's been written yep. in so many different ways that yep. there are lots of different ways to interpret his character. Right. Like, he hasn't always been the Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger Joker from right. Dark Knight. Right. He wasn't always the Jack Nicholson Joker from... Yeah. But he's been that character in comics right. at different points in his career. And I think that's why I'm so excited for the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Because I think Joaquin Phoenix is... He's an A, he's just a phenomenal actor. But I think he's going to have a unique perspective on the Joker as well. I think that we're going to get a chance to see a much more like real person, right? Where instead of this, you know, comic book villain, you know, he's going to turn the Joker into like a real life like character and like you're going to see why he's a villain. Almost like a um, almost like the Ted Bundy documentary. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you see that Netflix is is pleading with people? Yeah, Netflix <laughs> had to come out and, and stay uh, for, uh, you know, uh, for for women out there, please stop swooning over a serial yeah. killer. I think it's white women in particular. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, I wasn't going to go there. But, you know, some women. Yeah. Hey, man, so oh, when so something that they didn't talk about, they 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 scratched it the surface, but they didn't really talk about it in the documentary. After Ted Bundy was proven guilty, uh, he received oh, like. Over a hundred different marriage proposals while he was in jail yep. for being, and he was a serial. Like people knew yeah. he was a serial killer. People knew that he did it, and like he received over a hundred marriage proposals while Maybe he was in jail. Maybe they wanted to die. Wow, that's, that's deep. A, that's deep. Holy I'm shit. just saying. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm just saying. Fire it in there. Yeah, it's right. just, it's just an opinion. Just I mean, throwing that out there. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a depressing <laughs> meme if I ever heard one. <laughs> wow, maybe they just wanted to die. Well, yeah, maybe. Oh, God, man. <laughs> wow, I, I was, I was gonna say by Bill Maher's logic, they're probably comic book fans. No, oh, probably. That's gotta be it. That's gotta be the reason. It's gotta be the reason. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes, you know, Birds of Prey, hopefully it'll be a, a good movie, hopefully it'll be really interesting, and, and, you know, obviously, I am a Margot Robbie fan, I loved her in Wolf of Wall Street, I, I really enjoyed her in Suicide Squad, so. You just hope like blondes. 
who can do a really good Brooklyn accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. There's, some, there's something about that, like, just slightly trashy Brooklyn accent. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. You know. Hey. A little dirty. Just, you know. <laughs> just a little I don't know. Bit. I like them a little um, dirty or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just a little bit. <laughs> but hey, so uh, better movies that are probably going to come out next year. Yep. Uh, the Funko Pop movie. Yeah. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. Like, it, it literally just got announced. It's, yeah. Nothing else has come out about the fa- other than the fact that they're making it. Supposedly, it's going to be the first big movie uh, that has Marvel characters and DC characters crossing over, right? Which is so cool. Right, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Funko, the greatest thing about it is that, like, no matter how niche your, your fandom is, you most likely can find a Funko Pop character about, 100%. You know, about that, that fandom. They make them for literally everything. Now. There's there's uh, w- there's got to be over a thousand yeah. that are out there. Well, because it started. Really. I remember it started. It was like almost exclusively for like comic books when yeah. it started, and yeah. then you know other things like wrestling started to come in, yep. and then other TV yep. shows, and yep. then movies. Yeah, but and then, then it just expanded to literally everything. Like everything. I mean, you've got you've got. Uh, uh, presidents. Yeah, you've, you've got the sports people. Yeah, you've got like, sports figures. You got like literally everybody. Yeah, it's all it's all over the place now. Yeah. But here's my question. Here's the question I have about this. I okay. mean, so, so first of all, okay, it's great because like the Lego movies have all been awesome. So I think this is going to be a movie made very much in the same vein as the Lego movies. Do they get Ryan Reynolds to play Deadpool? Oh man, I hope so. I sure hope so too. I, man. I think they could do that with a lot of the different characters, right? Where you can get, um, you can actually get uh, all of the actors to come in and just do the voice parts. Oh my right? god, I want them to do. I want them to have three different Spider Men. I want them That'd to have hilarious because they have Funkos for each right. of those movie Spider Men. I want right. to see Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire all in the movie at wow. the same time that as be, their individual Spider Men. That would be incredible. It would be absolutely incredible. <laughs> they could do the same thing with Batman, right? Oh my you could god. do. You could, you could have Ben Affleck do that, yeah. Batman, right? You could have Christian Bale come in, right? Oh, but you can't have Adam West. Oh. No, you can't have Adam West. Oh. Rest in peace, Adam West. Yeah, rest in peace. Oh, that, that would have been perfect. That would have absolutely would have been, yeah. done it. He how amazing would that have been? Yeah. He's all cheesy and stuff. And yeah. yeah. You could bring in Burt Ward, though. No, you know who else you could bring in? Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah. 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 Now we're talking. The, the absolute most Batman person that is Batman. As we, as we look in the studio, yeah. two busts of characters, Adam West and the Kevin Conroy Batman, right, right next to one another. And the uh, Michael Keaton uh, Batmobile. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to call it the Tim Burton Batmobile. Yeah, I call it the Tim Burton Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah. This is the one that Michael Keaton yeah, the drove in the Keaton first drove. movie. Oh, my God. Which is, movie. in my opinion, like, that's my favorite Batmobile. Oh, 100%. Right? Like, I love that Batmobile. I love the way that it looked. I love that it had the the bombs on the wheels. I love that it had the machine guns in it. I thought right? you were going to say it was your favorite Batman movie. Uh, it's my favorite Batman movie. It's, it's it's definitely up there. I would say if it's not my favorite, it's hard to say that something is better than Dark Knight. Right, like Dark Knight yeah. was just so unbelievably good that it's hard to say that there's anything better than it. But it's it's if it's not number two, then it's definitely number three. Yeah, see, for those two movies, I have to go by enjoyment factor because they're two completely different movies. Yeah, and it is hard to say that that it is better than Dark Knight for when you just look at things, you know. But it was also made what twenty twenty five years apart. Some no, yeah. almost thirty years actually. Yeah. No, twenty years. I'm sorry, twenty years. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um. So uh. So yeah. So I I, I agree though. But for for me. Nothing will ever beat Jack Nicholson as the Joker. No, like, Jack just Jack Nicholson as the Joker was was. You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? <laughs> yeah, because he had the comedy style that was there, yeah. right? And it was and it was really good. The, there's a one scene that he has in the movie after he electrocutes the guy, oh, and God. he's literally talking to the skeleton. I mean, that's as yep. Joker as you can get. And he's shaking right? his head like, "Oh, we got a live one right yeah. here!" Woo-hoo, like that's woo-hoo. straight, like that's straight out of the comic books. Yeah. And it was just so cool. It was so funny, and it just it's just such an iconic scene, right? Where does he get all those wonderful toys? Yeah, exactly. That whole scene so where, where they're dancing to Prince and oh he's like God. messing up the uh, that art museum yeah. restaurant. And then, and then, and then it's then like half stopped. art museum, half restaurant. Yeah, like, and, what and, was and that And the place? one guy's about to cut it with his knife and he's like, hold on, yeah. I like this Yeah, because it's like, got the skulls <laughs> yeah. and like yep. decaying body. Yeah. That's actually, I actually, fun fact, I, I downloaded the uh, um, the Batman soundtrack yeah. which is scored entirely by Prince. Yeah. It's actually quite a great soundtrack. Yeah, man. man. Like, if you Stop listen to the... the presses. Who is that? that? 
party man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I absolutely uh, love it. Yeah, so, I mean, my, my top four have got to be, uh, in, in no particular order, Yeah. Uh, but it's got to be Dark Knight, Batman Begins, uh, and then Batman and Batman Returns. Yeah. Like, don't sleep on Batman Returns. No. Like, that movie is yeah. great. What a, it's, it's very dark, right? But it was really incredible. Yeah, see, for me, it's probably got to go Bat- Tim Burton's Batman, then Dark Knight, then Batman Returns, then Batman Begins. Tim Burton also did Batman Returns. But I was just clarifying <laughs> so people didn't, you know, fuck you, whatever, man. <laughs> I didn't know that. Dick. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, you're the good part of the show. <laughs> yeah, just to piss you off. <laughs> So professional. Um, so, uh, so okay. I think we're getting to the point of the show where we gotta talk about who is gonna win the week. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, you know, it's friend it's, of the show, media intern. Can you pull up boxofficemojo.com? Yeah, please. And um, this is so great because normally we're doing this while we're talking. I know we're trying phone. to like scramble. This, this is, is great. great. We this should is, always have it. We should always have it. This is amazing. I just need to earn my keep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, wait, so did we actually, we didn't talk about because we're, we're a little delayed with this week's episode. Yeah. Who won? Because we wanted to wait until we could get here into yeah. the studio. We need to look and see who won last Glass. Week. So we were both wrong. We Neither, oh, one, right. of us, neither one of us picked Glass and, and Glass won again. So I we was were actually wrong. surprised that that yeah. movie, The Kid That Would Be King, I really thought that movie. so bad. So bad. It, it looked like if I was a kid and I saw the trailer for that movie on TV, yeah. I would be like, yo, I want to go see that movie. Like I really, oh. I thought it was really cool. But um, yeah, I guess not cool enough. Enough. If it once it comes out on either HBO, Netflix, something right? like that, I'll definitely watch it. So now here's the question though. Because we're recording on a Saturday, do we predict this weekend or do we look ahead to next weekend? Let's do both. Let's do both. Let's do right. both. Pull up the weekend. Let's do both. Because this weekend it's so hard in January because January just it's a terrible time for movies, right? Like it's it's Oh like, yeah, like we've talked about. Yeah. And we and we haven't been wrong. No. Like, and and it's 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 just like there's not much that's coming out. There's it's not really a lot to get excited for, and there's so much that's that's about to hit that like we're just like in anticipation for, you know. And um, it's just I don't like the big one that's coming out this weekend is is the Lego Movie, right? And that's without question that's going to win this weekend. Yeah. So so looking forward to let's see what it, what it say the second. So we're looking at this yeah. weekend. Wait, are you sure the Lego Movie is coming out? I don't see it listed yeah, here. Yeah, literally, literally. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, I was looking. I was looking at the wrong thing. So, uh, so yeah, 100. percent The Lego Movie is going to win this weekend. Um, other not- notable, it also, it's on the most screens. You can see there, right? That's it's, also it's true. It's on yeah, the 4100 4, screens. screens. Like it's definitely going to win the yeah. weekend. And uh, this movie, What Men Want, that movie is going to tank hard. Um, and then the other ones coming out are Cold Pursuit, which is a Lionsgate movie, action drama. You can assume that one's going to tank really hard. You know, hard. Let's, let's talk about that movie really quickly, What Men Want, right? Because wow. I, I actually, um, I was a big fan of the Mel Gibson movie, What Women Want, right? And, um, and I, you know, I, I, I think that this concept to see it reversed, right? Reverse the roles, reverse the sexes. I think it's, it's really cool. I think it's a cool idea, you know? And I, I, I think it's going to be a funny movie. I think it's definitely going to be underrated. I don't think it's going to do well the box office so so i'll just go on record and say i haven't actually watched the trailer for this so i could be totally off base here yeah but i agree with you about what women want yeah and all my prediction is that if this movie came out before hashtag me too i would say i would probably agree with you but since it's coming out after hashtag me too, yeah, you think it's gonna I be too like soft? I'm not. It's not, not even be, soft. Yeah. I feel like it's just gonna be like dripping with political commentary. That like, which I mean, if, if that's the kind of movie you're trying to make, fine. But I don't think it's the kind of movie they're trying to make. I think they're trying to make. I mean, it says comedy. I think they're trying to make a comedy. Yeah. But I feel like they're gonna just be very like. I feel like it's just gonna smack you in the face with with like the the social justice people, you know. Like I, I really think that. But again, I haven't watched the trailer, so I could be totally off base about this. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some stuff that looks looks funny, um, but uh, I, you know, I, I I haven't seen enough of it to to think that it's gonna be really funny. But I I one hundred percent agree with you. I think it's gonna be like a Gillette ad. It's gonna be like, oh, all men think this way. <laughs> You know, it's gonna be terrible, <laughs> and it's gonna make it's gonna make men, and it's just such a terrible light. A you know, ad. whereas it, whereas you know, it could they could do it where you know it shows you that most men don't think that way, or like you know, it could do it in a very very funny you know kind of way. Um, and yeah. and speaking of the Gillette ad, I want to 
give a big shout out to a company called Eggard Watches, right? Eggard yeah. Watches, Eggard Watches came out with a response video to um to uh, the Gillette ad and um it's amazing. Go watch it on YouTube. Uh, Eggard E G A R D Eggard Watches. So then looking ahead to next week, let's see here. You're, you're a week ahead. Go back. Uh, there we go. Um, oh, no, wait. That is this week. Mm-hmm. The 12th. What week are we in? What day is it? Why am I today's, so confused? Today is the first. No, no, yeah, no the it'll second. be the 8th. Yeah, the 8th. Yeah. Why is why is the Box Office Mojo site listing it as there the 8th? Yeah, Wednesday the 6th. I guess nothing's coming out. Nothing new. Something has to be coming out next week. It says Friday the eighth. No, say Wednesday the sixth. Oh, I was reading oh, the. Friday oh, when the I when yeah. I was reading, I apologize. When I was yeah. reading, what men want and cold pursuit. Okay, so then. Okay, so I, I let me let me rephrase that because I was reading the dates wrong. Uh, so not only will the Lego Movie Part Two win this week. Yeah, it's, it's gonna win. Clearly next gonna week. win next yeah. week. Also, two weeks in a row, Lego. <laughs> clearly gonna win next yep. week. Yep, and then uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully. Uh, Alita Battle Angel will be the week after that because Alita comes out the weekend of uh, uh, Valentine's Day weekend. Yep. It, I think it's going to be an incredible movie. Um, it's got a so-so rating on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's only got like a 50-something percent. But like we said, fuck critics. Don't yeah, listen to critics. Go yeah, see for yourself. From the, the one um, uh, critic that I really like reading is, is uh, I, um, excuse me, IGN. And, um, and their take on movies I really, really like. And well, the one thing that they said, it said it felt a little rushed, but it does this incredible job creating this just brilliant universe and yeah. this incredible world for you to just kind of get lost in. And I'm really excited. You know, it's it's a... Um, uh, it's only it's two hours and two minutes, I think 122 minutes. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, good math there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Your face right now is great. <laughs> what I said was correct. I know, I said good math. I was, oh, yeah. I, 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 it, was an it was an actual compliment. Was an actual oh, compliment. Oh, 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 I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, no, good math. Oh, yeah. no, go, yeah. go fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, so so check out the movies in the in the theaters coming out this week. We'll talk about who wins next week. Uh, we'll have plenty of good new things to talk about next week, as yep. we always do. As we always do. Um, and as always, don't forget to go to our Instagram page. Yeah, give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Go Leave to SoundCloud. Leave a comment down below. <laughs> go to SoundCloud. Subscribe to our channel. Listen to all of our shit. Go and make sure you also follow and support everything that a shared universe is doing because it's absolutely yeah. incredible. We love coming here. We're gonna be back very soon. Yeah, getting and, a chance uh, to to be here and just like just to just to be able to like um, you know kind of brainstorm with Mike Zapsic and with with Ming Chen. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just like a a great experience to be with people that that have, are so knowledgeable about podcasting and about you know um, and just you know bringing people together. Like the whole reason that they have this studio is that their desire was to just bring in all of the creators that are in the area locally, and they're gonna just continue to do this they're going to grow we're going to grow with them um, and it's just been like a phenomenal experience getting a chance to be a part of this I spent the last two weeks trying to figure out what the fucking RSS feed was <laughs> to try to put the podcast on other platforms and Ming uh, was like oh yeah here do this click click yeah, click I'm done. pretty I'm sure like, oh, I'm pretty sure wow. people just slap their face and yeah, they're just like oh, wow. how could you not know what an RSS feed is <laughs> oops. oops so um, <laughs> thanks again everybody for listening uh, go check us out on SoundCloud like we said go subscribe and we'll uh, see you next week True Review Stay tuned.